You're listening to El Podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I'm Emeline Ramos. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. All right, Ma, so why are you so upset today? Because I went to pierce my cousin's baby's ears for their earrings, right? And then I find out that I'm the first time she gets poked. And I'm like, what do you mean it's the first time she got poked? And she said, well, she's not vaccinated. Okay. She's seven months old. Now, can you explain what's the big deal? Her baby's not vaccinated. She does. She's not. In, she's not building up her immunity against these viruses and these bacteria that could be potentially harmful to you. Tabien, but doesn't she have time? You do. Essentially, you do. But then there comes a certain point where the vaccine is no longer recommended for that age group. So she would have skipped out on some vaccines. So already she's at the point where one of the vaccines she's no longer like eligible to get. Okay, which vaccine? Rotavirus, which is a pretty bad virus that can give you lots of vomiting and diarrhea and can put a kid in the hospital. The rotavirus. That sounds like that sounds <laughs> ominous. The rotavirus. So you mean you can actually get what's called the rota? Yes. Like I got the rota, so I can't go to school. <laughs> it's very contagious and it causes horrible vomiting and diarrhea. It sounds like rota rooter. Rota rooter. And the thing is, it's not even a, a vaccine that you get with injection. That's the only vaccine that's a liquid. So you just drink it. Oh, see, that's that kind of makes the parent look pretty bad. You couldn't just give it to them to drink? Yeah, exactly. And then I find out that the two-year-old, they have only got shots up to four months. I wanted to kill her. Can I strangle her? I wanted to strangle her. So the first child got immunization up to four months. And then this one, they skipped all those immunizations and now it's at seven months? No, actually, their first child, who's nine years old, she should be fully vaccinated. I believe she's fully vaccinated. She's nine. The second one is two years old and only got her two and four month vaccines. And now the seven month old has no vaccines. Okay. So clearly we see a pattern. Yes. Okay. So they clearly love the first child. Mm -hmm. uh, And then the second one was like, okay, this is starting to get to be really burdensome. It's a lot of work. And by the third one, they're like, you know what? She'll be fine. No, by the second one, she started to get cuckoo. And now she's like off her rocker crazy because she's not vaccinating. Wait, are we talking about like the whole anti-vaccination thing? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't want to vaccinate because she's afraid of what it might cause and putting these things in her kids, you know, bodies. She's also the one that went and wanted to have like a water birth at home and it went bad and they ended up having to take her to the hospital this just got crazy hold on this just forget the vaccinations for a second <laughs> yes. i think uh let's jump in this pool okay the water birth. <laughs> let's 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 jump in this pool so she wanted to have a natural water birth she wanted to have a natural water birth with a midwife like in a little tut house i don't know and so this is where you get like an inflatable pool like in your room and you have to like sit in the water and then the baby is actually yes. born underwater yes that's exactly what this is so she was ready for this and she was gung-ho and this was gonna happen what happened god happened and god said this is not happening you're going to the hospital and that's what happens when you mess with god's plans what if the kid is born and they don't know how to swim see because the it was going bad the delivery was going bad and there is no doctor there it's only midwives and they're not prepared to deal with emergencies so in order for it to go any further and to anything bad happen they said no we can't do this you gotta end up going to the hospital what, what's the thought process behind a baby being born in water like why why did this come up so it's supposed to um you know mimic more natural birth because they're already in water babies are already in water yeah technically they're underwater right in the placenta and also it's supposed to help with pain and just kind of calm you down and it's supposed to be healthier and the hope is that you prevent using um medication to induce or for pain medications 
And the hope is that he'll grow up to be like an Olympic swimmer, really. He'll be acclimated to the water. Yeah. So he'll he, be used to it. Yeah, and he won't need any vaccines because the water is going to protect him for the rest of his life. But that could also traumatize him. It could go reverse to where yeah. if he sees a pool, he freaks out. Those are probably the kids <laughs> who who were born in a pool. Right. Like, if you ever go to the pool and there's a kid, like, you know, in la esquina, and he's like, uh, no quiero entrar, le tengo miedo. He was probably given birth to in a pool. Yep. Gear, the Department of Education from Alabama, is taking off their phys ed education games, Red Rover, Dodgeball, Kickball, and Musical Chairs. They're not going to be allowed to play those. Espérate tiempo. Um, what is Red Rover? I've never heard of that. You guys never played Red Rover when you I, were little? I don't know Red Rover. Either, really? You would line up facing each other, a group of like four to six people, and you'd hold hands. And okay. then one would sing to the other one, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Ellie over. And you would come running and try to break the hand that we were holding. And then if you break the hand, you got to choose one of those two people to go to your team. But if you didn't break the hand, then you stayed with our team. That sounds like there'd be a lot of breaking of bones. In <laughs> oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, when I ran the YMCA, there was a kid, a national news where a kid broke his uh, his uh, radius and ulna. And nobody was surprised. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now that I know what it is, I'm glad I never grew up playing that because I'd be afraid to break my arm. That sounds too physical of a game, actually, to be playing. It just makes you tough. There's nothing. I mean, you guys missed out on not playing that. No. Like, what's the strategy? Like, I, I would just be like, uh, uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, bring the, the weakest guy over. That's the main part of the game. You wear the weak ones down till the left the strong nah, one alone. Logolitos will scare me more, though. That right? was Because I'd be like... Red Rover, Red Rover, please don't bring Jose over. Right. And then Jose, you know, you, then you with running momentum? Or be at the True story. So I played that game one time, I remember in elementary school, and I hit them so hard when I hit them that took down all six kids. Like they all fell to the ground. Because they were all connected? <laughs> yeah. So they were all, and I just jumped up and raised my hands and I was like, I won. Yeah. Because I, think like, that's I took over. everybody down. I, yeah. That pretty much ends the game, doesn't it? When yeah. You, it's like a strike and bowling. I took all the pins down. <laughs> I can tell you right now that if I were ever to play that game, I would probably just let go before the kid even hit me because I'd be afraid to get hurt. I was like that weak kid growing up, the skinny little girl that no muscle or whatever. I would have just let go. Like the matador. Yeah, just let go. Just just let him go through. Take me, I don't care. (laughs) You're just playing because you have to. Yeah, that's why I hated dodgeball because I always got hit. I can never catch the balls. I was a scaredy cat. You see, I don't I don't see why they're banning dodgeball. Dodgeball is a sport. I never figured out dodgeball, okay? Really? I never figured out why all the kids in my class were so excited for dodgeball. First of all, I could never catch the ball unless it hit my face, okay? <laughs> That's the only chance I had. Like I, I couldn't like I couldn't coordinate uh this ball coming at me 90 miles an hour. And very rubbery and bouncy, and then having to catch it. Like, I, I was always getting hit with the balls. I loved it. I was l- counting down the minutes for the bell and Reese's to go down because I knew See? I knew dodgeball was going on. You were that guy, and I was the guy counting down the minutes thinking, I'm going to get hit in the face with the ball. Especially if we had had an argument in class or something. I was like, okay, come play dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I would be the kid hiding behind Jose so that Jose would block me. No so problem. So I wouldn't get hit by anything. I, I think I, I always wanted to be the kid that went, um, somebody's got to keep score. I can keep score, <laughs> you know? Because my face is kind of swollen. I, I can keep score. I can't really see because my eyes are swollen shut. But I can keep score. Now, what is wrong with musical chairs? Seriously. That's like a classic. 
Why would you ban that? Uh, musical chairs is horrible because after you're done playing musical chairs, I'm still like uh, jittery and jumpy and paranoid. You know what I mean? Like I'd stop playing musical chairs. I'd still be that jumpy. You know what I mean? Like if, if somebody turned the TV off, I, I'd, I'd jump and I'd sit down really quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, te deja, te deja nervioso, te deja nervioso. I loved it also because it was a sport where you got to knock people off the chair. See, you just like using your, your weight advantage, I your did. size advantage. You like throwing it around. I enjoyed it because I was little, so I could just slither my way in and, and get on a chair right away. Yeah, but so. what Jose's telling you is you can slither all you want, but then he's going to come in and just, what, push you out, right? Yeah. So As kiss- long as butt cheeks touched at the same time, you're flying off. The best thing, I got to admit, the best thing was watching the adults in my family who were might have been intoxicated play musical chairs. That was always <laughs> fun. So. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> yes. That's the best. Dale, dale. Start the music. Start the music. It's just me and you, Jose. Let's go. All right. Stop slowing down around. I'm not. Stop slowing down. Don't put your hand on the chair. All right. You're slowing down. Don't put your hand on the chair. Shh. Don't. I'm trying to listen to the music. You're stopping. You're stopping. You stop first. Keep moving. I'm moving. Quit pushing me. Quit pushing pushing me. I'm going slow. Back up. I'm trying to listen. Ah, gotcha. And see, and then Jose just comes up and just wipes me out. That's not fair. There should be a there should be a weight limit requirement with musical chairs. You know what I mean? Like it should be like boxing. Why would I get in the ring with somebody who's two hundred pounds heavier than me? So there's different weight classes for yes. musical chairs. Yes, you all should be in your own weight class in your own musical chairs competition, and then it should be us, and then it should be like girls, right? I never knocked down a girl playing musical chair. I gotta admit. That's because you never had the opportunity. No, no, I, I wouldn't do that. Like I would have lost on purpose, just been like, all right, I'm not gonna knock her. Oh, down. please! But then you'd go over to her and be like, you know, I let you win, right? Definitely would have said that. You know, I was being a gentleman, right? <laughs> I don't you know, want to play like that. Yeah, let, but just let me win fair and square. That's right. And then Emily would be like, no, I want to play fair and square. And then what would you okay. do? Okay. See? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go flying off the chair. You asked for it. <laughs> I warned you. Hey, did you hear about the uh, cop in Argentina that got promoted from officer to sergeant for breastfeeding a baby? I didn't. Check this out. A police officer in Argentina is being credited for going above and beyond the call of duty. This photo of Celeste Ayala breastfeeding a malnourished infant is going viral now. Ayala was working at a hospital in Buenos Aires when a social worker brought in a six-month-old baby and several siblings. The children were severely malnourished, and Ayala, the mother of a newborn, did the only thing she could think of to help the crying baby. She breastfed the child. The hospital staff gave her the permission to feed the baby, and Ayala's colleagues posted this picture on Facebook, calling the moment a gesture of love. So she's at a hospital? She's at a children's hospital. Okay, even even better. She's at a children's hospital and she doesn't think to ask the nurse, hey, let me get uh, some formula for this crying baby. Yeah, I mean, if the baby is severely malnourished, um, this baby would have had blood work done, probably would have had IV in it already. They probably would have got like a regimen with nutrition to see what kind of formula or what they were going to give the baby because you can't just refeed a baby that's been severely malnourished. Okay, so I like that. So I I think what you're saying, doctora, is that the baby couldn't have been severely malnourished because then breast milk wouldn't have been enough. Or, you know, they probably would have given something extra. They probably would have given an IV. They probably would have done some things before just refeeding them if they're severely malnourished because you can't just 
refeed someone if you're severely malnourished. That can cause other complications. She was like, you know what? The baby's crying. And so I'm going to do this gesture of love and I'm going to feed it and I'm going to get promoted to a sergeant. But so then is this something she just goes and does everywhere? She just if there's a crying baby, like, oh, I got it. Come here. Well, the, she's like a recent mom, so she's lactating. So, you know, any baby that's around her crying will make her lactate. But I think she just thought, you know, this is probably what I should do. Maybe she just felt her motherly instincts kick in, which I think are great because that's what God made women for, you know, to feed our children, to, you know, keep them healthy. And not deliver babies in a pool. Right. Um. So if you're lactating and you're breastfeeding and you don't like breastfeed and you have that built up milk. Yes. Does that hurt? Yes. It a hurts. Lot. Interesting. So when she uh, did this gesture of love, could she just be using the baby as an excuse to empty out some milk? Ay, Dios mío. But yeah, I uh, guess if she's really um, yeah. backed up, it could the hurt. The gesture seems kind of selfish right now because she's probably thinking, you know what, me dueling. I got to empty some out. Kids crying. There you go. Yeah, you don't want to think about it that way, but that's always a possibility. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of it that way. I, I mean, I think what happened was the baby had been crying for a long time and her breast started to hurt little by little because she was hearing him cry. So yeah. she was lactating. And then finally she's like, you know what? I got to get rid of this pain. A baby's a baby. Yep. The breast probably confused the crying for her child. Right. She should have just been like, no, it's not my child. Relax. <laughs> you can't tell your brain that when you're lactating. Yeah, you can. You can just kind of <laughs> massage your breast and be like, easy, easy. Yeah, massage your breast and se le van a salir and she's going to get all wet. Her uniform's going to get all wet. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so her gesture of love was a gesture of necessity then. Listen, the whole thing is weird because I would not want a random person breastfeeding my child. Okay. Oh, okay. That it's just, I'm just going to come out and say it. Look it. If, I, if it were me, and this was not this was not my baby. I and I'm in a children's hospital. I'm gonna ask: Are there other means? Can we get this baby some formula? Should we start an IV? I'm not just gonna pull out my. I don't know. I just I'm not gonna do that. All right. So doctora, so if you're in the children's hospital, right, uh -huh. and you come out and you're like, okay, who's next? And they go, that's your patient. He's next, and he's being breastfed by the cop on duty. What's your reaction? Uh, what's going on here? No, bueno, pues tenía hambre y yo tenía the breast ready to go y yo estoy lactating anyway. So I figured, well, you know, a baby's a baby. And I guess since you're under social services, we don't need parental consent for this. So then at that point, what do you say? You go, oh, whenever you're finished, let yeah, me know so whenever, I can take care of the baby. Whenever you're finished, let me know. <laughs> we'll drop some blood work, maybe start an IV. I don't know. This is just so awkward. I can't. Hold up. Did I hear you say also that she got a promotion from this? Yeah, she's now Sergeant Ayala. So she she went from a regular officer. She went to work that day. She mm -hmm. woke up in the morning. She was an officer. She breastfed her kid before she went to work. <laughs> right. I'm sure. Yep. She got there as an officer. Then she breastfed a stranger's kid. Yep. And the next day, she's a sergeant. Yeah, if I'm her, I'm going back to the hospital and I'm breastfeeding more kids because I'm like, listen, I could be Captain Ayala. In a week? You know that in the end, the baby was just crying, right? Because babies are hungry, right? right. Anybody got a bobo? Anybody got a pacifier? No? Okay, you know what? I'll just breastfeed him. Had nothing to do with a gesture of love, okay? She just wanted a quiet lobby. Toma, okay? Yeah, come. I, I just don't get that she got that promotion because do you remember the story of the cop that the trooper that pulled up behind the lady that was freaking out, frantic? He gets out of the car and her baby was choking. He had, he had turned blue. And okay. he got out of the car. He gave him CPR. He brought him back to life and then took him to the hospital. Wow. That's... A hero. He saved that kid's life. Right. Okay. I agree. And what happened with that cop? Did he get a promotion? He got a commendation. Thank you for doing your job and got a plaque and all that. You know, great job. 
That's what she should have gotten, not a promotion to sergeant. For just breastfeeding somebody's kid, who obviously was not severely malnourished. No, because if the child were severely malnourished, he would have been in the ICU already. Not waiting in no hallway. Oh, so that baby, if you if you closed in on him, he probably would wink at you if you were recording right. him. <laughs> Squeaky wheel. Gets the milk. What's the longest you've ever been stuck in traffic? Uh, Really, really bad. About an hour and a half. What about you, Emily? Uh, maybe an hour and a half like him. I don't know. Well, Seattle on I-5, they had a three-hour traffic jam. Standstill. Ugh. Nobody no moving. Apparently, a tanker truck had flipped over and blocked all lanes completely. So now you're my traffic reporter? No. You know what the great thing was? What? There was a f- taco food truck stuck in that traffic jam, too. And they were like, what are we going to do? Open for business. They started selling. Oh, nice. So they just like, just opened the truck up? Yep. They opened the truck up and started selling tacos. People just started coming out of the cars or whatever? Yeah. Because apparently they were en route to go to a, a, a lunch taco food truck thing. They weren't going to get there, obviously. No. So they're like, let's sell our stuff right here. Brilliant. See, that's a great idea. That should happen more often. They should just have food trucks on standby. I agree 100%. Like radio them in. They should have... Access like emergency vehicles have access. Like that special right lane. Yeah. That should be for like fire trucks, policemen, and food trucks. And that way, right, you could take care of the victims if there are any. And um, the rest of us who are victims as well because we're stuck. Can you imagine that on the I-4 traffic? Hey, when we were walking over the Golden Gate Bridge, remember that? Yeah. Uh, They had closed the bridge. We were halfway through because somebody uh, was threatening to jump. Oh, wow. They always have a jumper about once a week. So you you were just stuck. There was no way you were going to turn around because you had, it was like a mile. You know what I mean? So you're just stuck there and you're just waiting and you don't know how long it's going to be because they're not going to rush it. So you're just standing there, bro, under the sun, just waiting. Having no idea how long you're going to be waiting there. Do you imagine if a food truck had just pulled up and been like, all right, we got tacos, we got burritos, we got chips and salsa. I'd be like, hey, you know, take your time. You know, jump if you want. You know what I mean? Don't jump. I don't care. You Don't know bother I mean? me. I'm just going to sit here eating while you do whatever you're going to do. I'll take two tacos, a carne asada, cilantro, and cebolla, please. Dale. I mean, what better way to get stuck in traffic than with tacos? I can't imagine anything better than that because, you know, I love tacos. She's uh, a little biased. She uh, loves tacos as much as she hates people who don't vaccinate their, ch- uh, their children. Taco man. Let's talk about it. What's your favorite meal? Uh, mine, breaded chicken with black beans and rice y tostones. Mm. That sounds good. I would have to say pastelón. Pastelón yeah, is still my favorite. You're a big pastelón fan. Plátano. Is that the plátano, plátano Maduro. Plátano Maduro. Right? You want to explain what that is, Mom? It's like, well, everybody calls it the Puerto Rican lasagna, yes. but it's made with, with plátanos and, and uh, ground beef. And you, you know, put egg over it to kind of make it like a, a casserole, a lasagna type thing. And then you, you bake it in the oven and lots of cheese. Uh, and it's delicious. It really is. But you have to know how to make it. And not anybody can just make that. No. Now, do you eat that with uh, rice or just the pastelon? I would love that with rice. Really? Matter of fact, I will eat that with rice and ketchup. Ooh. Love pasta with ketchup. My favorite meal growing up as a little kid in the morning was uh, rice with two eggs, huevo frito on top and ketchup. Yeah, the yellow and the red and the white combining. Oh, so beautiful. Now, speaking of foods, so what's the one food that that you would eat it no matter what? This could be anything. This could be like a food or a snack. Like what's one food that even if your dog licked it, you would still eat it? 
that you would rather eat it than throw it out. Vanilla double stuff Oreo cookies. <laughs> so if if your dog licked it, put it in his mouth and spit it out, you would still eat that? I'll up you. I don't even have a dog. If that was your dog and he ate it, I'd still be like, can I get my piece back? <laughs> <laughs> I just love so many dishes and meals, but... I guess I would say my mom's arroz con gandule and viste en cebollado. You see, if a dog put that in his mouth and spit that out, <laughs> I don't think you'd eat it. Nobody would eat that. As a matter of fact, I don't even think you'd eat that if that fell on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just too much food right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, like, okay, okay. And like, it's juicy. Like an Oreo, I get it. You know what I mean? Okay, maybe you can still preserve a little bit of the crunch, but you started throwing arroz and beans and viste. And cebollado. Yeah, that cebo- means it's yeah. juicy. Yeah. <laughs> if the dog spit that out, I'm taking that as a cue. I'm going, it must not be that good. Yeah. Okay, okay. I would then have to say a croissant. Okay. Ooh. See, I would have to say chocolate because I love chocolate. Well, you know well, I mean? chocolate bar or chocolate cookie? Because you like chocolate chip cookies. I would have to say a chocolate chip cookie. Uh, so if right? your dog was eating a chocolate chip cookie, you would- he would die. <laughs> and uh, I would get it from his mouth and I would eat it. And I would go, Quien te manda? You shouldn't have eaten chocolate. Yeah, well, they can't eat chocolate. It's bad for them. Right. So I guess my food is safe. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys watched the U.S. Open? I've watched one match. Okay, so that means you're not really watching the U.S. Open? I, I haven't. All I know is that Serena wore a black tutu when she played the other day. I lost because, oh. because they weren't they didn't they weren't gonna let her wear her Black Panther suit. So she said, "Okay, you're not gonna let me wear that suit. Then I'm gonna wear a tutu." So she wore a tutu. <laughs> and how did you find out about this? It's all over Facebook and social media. Okay. <laughs> ever for me, ever since Sampras left, I just I don't have a player that I follow. I like Nadal, but eh. Sampras what is that? 1997. Yeah. Well, you know what's been making the rounds is uh, a lady who dipped her chicken fingers in Coca Cola. Huh. Yeah, check this out. Oh. But this is not your ordinary clip. ESPN commentators pause during a tennis match at the U.S. Open to show this today. Look at that. Dipping the chicken finger into the soda? That's a new one. (laughs) Interesting indeed. The video is going viral and sparking lots of Twitter comments. It seems that no one has ever heard of cola as a dipping sauce for chicken, although I am sure a pregnant woman at some point in history has used this strategy and technique. All I can think of is the Nathan's hot dog championship thing where they dip the hot dog with the bun in the water to get a bunch of them down. Yeah, so they could go down smoother. It just, that sogginess, I can't, that texture. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. some gross stuff. Why Coca Cola? That doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, so Sprite would have been okay for you? No, nothing. (laughs) Well, I I read in an article that uh, she had gotten the idea from her father when she was little. And her father had said, you know, well, if you dip it in Coca-Cola, it'll help it uh, cool off. So then she just started dipping it in Coca-Cola to cool it off. And then she liked the taste of it. How about you dip it in honey mustard? It'll also cool it off. Thank you, Or in ranch. Or in ketchup. Or in mustard. Thank you, Jose. Any condiment. Or anything. Anything at all. Yeah, I think I'm just not that. I don't like the texture. The thing, just thinking of the texture makes me kind of weird out. Like when I in Chicago, when I eat an Italian beef, you know, you they always ask you, well, you want it dipped? So they dip it for you in the sauce that they cook the meat in. No. And I'm like, no, no, just give it to me. Just the bun and the meat. So I don't Italian, want it yeah, Italian beef is disgusting. All right. Is, is that the sandwich that they dip in the. Yeah. In the, uh, that's so, <laughs> so it's beef, right? In Italian bread. And then they dunk it in some kind of sauce? In the sauce that they cook the meat in. Au jus, the, they call it. Au yeah. jus. 
Yeah. So then they just and then they give it to you and it's just one big soggy like mess. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't like the bread to be that soggy. So I just want the, just the bun and the meat. But I will admit that I will add melted cheese on top of my Italian beef, which makes it more saucy. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So that sandwich, for example, has like a time code on it. Right. Because right. you have to enjoy it within the first like three and a half minutes or the sogginess is going to take over. So Papi would always want it dipped. And if I was getting it for him like to go, when he when I got home, the bread was like smush. And He'd he have eat to eat it. it with like a fork and a knife. A spoon. Yeah. Roto-Rooter. That's uh. disgusting. Ugh. So at this point, the bread is not even bread. It's I don't like, even like that when they make my sandwich and it comes to the table and it's already soggy. I, I'll send it back. I'm like, that. that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> I can't eat that. I can't eat like wet bread. But you know what? That makes me think of growing up when we would have coffee with like grandma and grandpa, con abuela y abuela. They would make, you know, we learned growing up, you dip the, your piece of bread into the coffee to make it nice and soggy. And then you eat the bread with coffee. But right away. Yeah, right you away. You can't let it like soak in there no it's just you dip it you get it a little soft because that's how for kids you know you want it you don't want it too hard you don't want the bread too hard and then it's just enough coffee for you see i think that's where i'm traumatized because that's very cuban to for breakfast have cafe con leche and then have pan tostada and dip it in there and they let it get wet and uh, Roto Rooter. That's uh, <laughs> like, I'm like, eat it separate. Do not mix those two together. This is how bad it is for me, okay? When I was getting ready to take uh, First Communion, they brought us to the church to practice for the, for the event. So we all got in our pews and we lined up and then they gave us the host, like a practice host, right? right. And they said, okay, well, you're going to put this, you know, in your tongue and then you just let it melt, let it dissolve, right? When that thing hit my tongue, Okay, which is bread. And I waited for it to dissolve. Yeah. That gooeyness, mm-hmm. right? Roto-Rooter. I got so sick, I threw it up. So I was in church, and I threw up the Holy Communion. I was like, blah, right? Right. I, I, después de eso, like, I have to take the communion. I just chomp on it. Chomp, 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 chomp. So the, the priest is always looking at me like, oh, my, you almost bit my finger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I cannot let it dissolve because it brings me back to that fateful day in elementary school when I threw it up in front of everybody. I just don't like anything, for me personally, anything soggy like that. Like, Lisette makes fun of the way I eat cereal. Like, I pour my cereal first, and then I'll pour milk real quick, and I eat it quick because I to. need it to be crunchy. You have to. She'll serve her cereal, pour the milk, and then go make breakfast. And no. I'm looking at it going, huh. No. I'm like, are you going to eat this? She goes, yeah, when I'm done with my eggs. I'm like, it's going to be soggy. It's going to be porridge. Roto-Rooter. Ah, I'm like in between because I don't like it too crunchy, but I don't like it too soggy. So yo los mojo, I shake them a little bit, let them get a little soft, and then I'll eat them right away. Bro, if I eat cereal, you might as well put a, a, a timer of a, above my head. As soon as that milk hits, I know I got 45 seconds to enjoy <laughs> yep. it. Exactly. I don't even need milk, as a matter of fact. Let's settle laugh because you're like, you don't even. I'm like, I don't need milk. I'll drink the milk. I'm like, I just need the milk for for just for nice. Look yeah. how nice. Yeah, because if you pour the milk in, I'm just not going to enjoy it. No. And that was a podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I'm Emeline Ramos. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. Miente, I've got some shows coming up in Chicago, Orlando, and New York. EllieCastro.com for more information on those shows. And in social media, you can follow me under Ellie Castro Comedy. You can find me on social media under at Jose A-Rod. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Palante. Please vaccinate your children. <laughs> she couldn't help it. She couldn't the help plug. it. The plug. She threw in the plug. Tacos on my mind. Tacos on my mind. I ain't 
I want tacos all the damn time with my mind. Also tacos is the tacos on my mind. I want tacos all the damn time. Roto Rooter.